It's time for the Comic Bing Comic Book Podcast. The podcast you look forward to for all of your news and reviews of the best comic books hitting stands. Whether it's DC, Batman, Wonder Woman, Marvel, Spider-Man, Image, Spawn, Saga, Boom, Once and Future, Power Rangers, or whatever book or publisher you follow. We cover them all here. This is the place for you. That's right. It's for everyone. This is the Comic Bin Comic Book Podcast. Let's get it. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Comic Bin Comic Book Podcast. I am your host, Theo, and I am reporting from Charlotte, North Carolina, home of the 40th annual Heroes Con uh, in Charlotte. This year, they're celebrating the 40th anniversary of the event, and uh, I'm out here uh, taking a look at things and, and, and taking in the sights and looking at all of the books and, of course, spending money. Uh, but said I was going to do an episode and, and, and that's what I'm here to do. Uh, so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to, uh, talk about some books that came out this week. Uh, one being, uh, duo number two from DC. Uh, the second one being, uh, the Joneses from, uh, AWA issue three of that series. Uh, then also going, we're going to take a look at Immortal X-Men number three, uh, from Karen Gillian, Karen Gillian. And, uh, then finally, uh, I think we're going to take a look at Rogue Sun, uh, issue number four from Image and Ryan Parrott. Uh, so as always, before we get into our comics, uh, let's talk a little bit about the news and and since I'm out here, you know, at the con, uh, there's not much I'm going to report on, uh, other than the fact that solicits are out uh, for the month of September. So if you uh, haven't seen them yet, uh, take a look. They're out there for both Marvel DC as well as Image, uh, the big three, and. Um, be prepared as I prep for our upcoming preview show to talk about the books that I'll be picking up uh, for the month of September. Uh, but yeah, solicits are out there. Take a look at them. Uh, but before we get into the comics, uh, I wanted to just talk a little bit about, you know, my first day observation at Heroes Con. And so, as you guys know, you know, last year I did the uh, Comic-Con Trifecta and went to a few other events. And, and I've been to uh, several cons this year as well. Uh, but Heroes Con, just after one day, and uh, again, this is a Friday that I'm, I'm recording on, so this is the first day of the event. Uh, but... Oh my God! This, Heroes Heroes Con is a comic book collector's dream, you know. So I've been to many cons, and you know, these days when you go to cons, you know, the, the the vendors uh, sell a little bit of everything. You see a lot of pop culture out there. You do see uh, anime. You do see 
t-shirts. You do see uh, different types of, of art. You do see Funko Pops. You see toys. When I walked onto the floor uh, this afternoon at Heroes Con, I have seen, I, I, I saw more comic book vendors. And when I say comic book vendors, meaning that's all they sold. Golden Age, Bronze, Bronze Age, Modern, Silver Age, whatever. I, I, there are more comic book vendors at this event than I have ever seen at any other con that I have ever went to, period. And it, for me, I am just over the hill uh, because I'm going to be there again all day tomorrow. So today uh, I, I went in and, and kind of prepped my route as far as all the things that I need to do. Uh, but I am going to be there pretty much all day tomorrow, uh, being Saturday and, and, and probably a little bit on Sunday as well before I head back to the airport. Uh, but I am going to be going through boxes like crazy. They're just, if you've never been to Heroes Con, you have to make it a point to put it on your comic book bucket list to, to, to visit one day. It is, it is an event for true comic book fans. Um, again, all of the guests that's on the list are all comic book creators. Uh, so much like Baltimore Comic Con. But again, just the, the wealth of comic book vendors at Heroes Con is just... It's for someone like me who has looked for an event that truly, you know, truly celebrated the comic book industry. This is it, you know. And, and again, if you haven't had a chance to um, visit Heroes Con in the past, you really need to take a look at it. And, and, and again, add it to your bucket list of one of the events you have to see uh, as a as a comic book collector. Uh, so that is uh, my little quick report. Again, I'll be going there again tomorrow. Uh, I'll be looking to spend a good bit of money on 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 some books out there, meeting uh, a cast of creators and and speaking with them and and getting autographs on some books and and. Uh, buying some accessories to hang those books uh, in the man cave at home. Uh, but with that in mind, you, you know, let's go on and, and let's talk about some comic books. So we, we had a we had a good bit of comics that came out uh, this week. And the first book that I'm going to talk about this week is Immortal X-Men number three from writer Karen Gillian with art by Lucas Winnick and you know the synopsis for the book as it was told in the previews was that this was a a sequel you know back in the day um, Irene Adler aka Destiny uh, wrote 13 novels of 
her life and the things that she saw again with her her mutant ability being able to see the future and possible futures and so this issue continues that and i don't want to delve into too much as far as everything that happens but what i will say and again this is a great issue i had concerns with how the X-Men world would be once Jonathan Hickman took his leave of the X-Men universe. And um, I read, you know, the regular X-Men series for a while by Jerry Dugan. But what Karen Gillian is doing, what Karen Gillian is doing right now on Immortal X-Men, and again, it's only three issues in, but it is absolutely wonderful. And this is not to take away from what Jerry Dugan is doing, but what he's doing with regards to the characters and fleshing things out. And the gist of this story is a lot of what happened in Hoxpox, a lot of what happened in Inferno, you know, that's that series that ended Hickman's run you come to find out a little bit more about that and you come to find out that things weren't always as they seem and you you see these things happen and how they happen and you and you you're gonna see it from destiny's point of view and it is really stunning and by the time you you get to the end um, there's going to be a little bit of a shock uh, with regards to, you know, how the story, how the issue ends. But there there are just, you know, there, there are several surprises uh, that, that's made by the time you, you get through the issue. And some, some things, you know, as I read it, you know, really caught me by surprise, uh, again, in how it related to both uh, the events of Hoxpox as well as how things turned out in Inferno. Uh, but again, I loved it. I think you will, if you're a fan of, of Karen Gillan and you're a fan of X-Men, you are definitely going to enjoy it. Um, the art is great. You know, the, the color schemes, there, there's a panel with um, some cosmic events going on uh, that includes Mr. Sinister, that the, the shades and, you know, how it blends in with the dark, uh, with the darkness of the cosmos is really stunning and, and cool to the colors from Dijolima. You know, it was it was just absolutely great. You know, again, Immortal X-Men number three uh, from Karen Gillan, Lucas Weck, uh, released this week from Marvel Comics. Uh, again, I, I, I don't I'm still kind of shocked with how 
the events play out and, and the story that's being told. And again, it's being told from Destiny's point of view. But when you see how things play out, it, it, it's going to catch you by surprise, or at least it caught me by surprise with how things happen and why things happen. And, you know, so uh, again, Immortal X-Men number three, uh, part three is titled The New Testament of Irene Adler, uh, and it's out now on store shelves. So next up, let's talk about the Joneses, number three, written by Michael Moresi, with art by Alessandro Vitti, with colors by Eve Vorsina. I hope I'm saying uh, that name correctly. But the Joneses, uh, if you are, if you are not following it, uh, the Joneses take place in the world of the Resistance, which was a universe created by J. Michael Straczynski over at AWA Upshot. And uh, in this universe, after a plague-like virus uh, basically decimated, began decimating the planet, it just stopped. Uh, you know, this virus had a damn near perfect kill rate. Uh, and then you know, when all hope was pretty much gone with finding a cure, it just stopped uh, killing people and people just started, um, you know, not getting infected and not dying from it. Um, but those who were infected and survived the virus uh, ended up getting superpowers and they were given the name reborns and uh, if you are a fan of the mutants in the Marvel Universe um, not just the X-Men but all those who are considered mutants uh, you will know that for them you know life isn't all that great yes they have this wonderful ability, but they're seen uh, by other humans as as something different, something um, not good, something impure, depending upon who you talk to uh, in the X-Men universe. And for the Reborns, it is something, something similar, uh, you know. The world doesn't look upon them very nicely. Uh, the government uh, is starting to, you know, round them up and submit them to testing and just lock them away because, again, the fear factor of just having those who are different. Uh, and the Joneses are such a family. They, um, they were all infected with the plague, uh, the, the, the Black Death, as it was called, I believe, and they survived. So um, as survivors, they all now have superpowers, but they don't want 
to make themselves known to the world because of course they see what is happening to other reborns uh the neighborhood that they live in has a watch group strictly for the purpose of identifying and and reporting reborns to the authorities so they are trying to stay undercover uh, which is kind of tough to do considering uh, dad Marcus and uh, the oldest child of uh, Marcus um, and his wife Agatha uh, Agatha's daughter um, find themselves having to play the roles of heroes from time to time uh, we saw in the uh, last issue issue number two where they they stopped the bank robbery or they had tried to stop a bank robbery and marcus um almost got killed uh, so this issue we see that marcus and agatha are still playing hero and once again you know marcus being the adult um is being chastised by his wife because again they're not being safe you know she's she's worried that something could happen to them and it could lead back to the entire family um, but eventually in this issue they realize that their world is smaller than what they think and it, it leads to it leads to a crossroads for them that they they're gonna have to make a decision on. So um, we we will see how it plays out. You know, more than anything, um, you know, Marcus Marcus is you know yes he wants to keep the family safe and not be known. But he also wants to use his abilities to help. Um, but, you know, Sonia, who's the wife, is is really, you know, trying to, you know, she's, she's being a true mother. And she wants to keep, you know, her family safe. And for her, the safest way to do that is by them not being known. So, um, but again, at the end of the issue, they're, they're, they're at a crossroads, you know, and there's a decision that the two of them have to make. Um, and we'll see how that, that plays out. Again, this is only a five-issue series, so uh, next month will be the penultimate one. Uh, but the writing has been great. Again, I've enjoyed everything about the Resistance universe. Uh, whether it was uh, Resistance Volumes 1 or 2, or Moths, or even this series. Now, if, if there's one thing to nitpick about with regards to the Joneses, is the fact that the art in the Joneses isn't as good as the other volumes from the resistance universe now 
that's not me saying that the art is bad. It's actually pretty good, but the quality is not as good as what was what was in the other books. And um, but that's okay. It doesn't take away you know from the story. It's just something I'm I'm, I'm nitpicking about. Uh, but again, picking up the Joneses issue three from uh, Michael Moresi and Alessandro Vitti from AWA Upshot. Next, next up, let's talk about Rogue Sun, issue number five from writer Ryan Parrott with art by Abel and Simone Ragazzoni. And before we can really get into issue number five, we really have to talk about how issue four ended and the reveal that it was Dylan's mom, Gwen, who killed his dad, thus causing him to inherit the... uh, Sunstone to become Rogue Rogue Sun, but we now from here go into the fallout of that, and in this story, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, fallbacks. We look a lot at you know things that happened in the past, and they go as far back as to Dylan's birth, but. You know, we 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 get a lot of history between Dylan's mom and Dylan's dad as he is uh, brought into the world and raised. But all that happens with in within this issue, you know, plays a part into why. Dylan's mom did what she did and why she did what she did. So it it is a I've been enjoying Rogue Son uh from the start and you know I initially picked it up from the standpoint of you know it being based in my hometown of New Orleans, you know, and I've always had a bias for that but it is it is it has really been a really good story and it is going to be interesting to see how things continue with it especially with it being part of the massive universe with uh infernal girl red and 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 uh, Radiant Black and the, and the other Radiants, as well as the upcoming uh, Dead Lucky series that I mentioned uh, in the last episode, the previews episode. So this this universe, this massive universe, is is ever growing. But the stories have been really, really, really good, and. Uh, you know, as much as I have been enjoying uh, Radiant Black as well as Radiant Red, um, I've really been enjoying uh, 
I've really been enjoying Rose Sun and how, you know, just the, the, the art has been great. Um, I don't want to say it's, it's Dan Moore like, but there are hints that reminds me of some of what Dan Moore has done in uh, Once in Future with how the colors and the art looks. So, again, great story. I, I highly, highly suggest you pick this up. And, and not, just, not just Rogue Sun, but all of the other books that are a part of the massive universe. Uh, again, it's been great thus far. Uh, pick up a copy of Supermassive, which is the crossover that actually introduces uh, Rogue Sun and Infernal Girl Red. Um, now, and of course, if you have Infernal Girl Red from the Kickstarter, I'm still jealous of you. Uh, but this world is coming together quite nicely, and, and I can't wait to see more of it. So again, um, Rogue Sun number five from Ryan Parrott with art by Abel and Simone Ragazzoni. Now, um, next book, and this is this is the last book for this week as far as a as a full review. Um, duo number two from writer Greg Pak with art by um, Koi Farm as well with inks from Scott Hanna, who ironically, coincidentally, is here this weekend at uh, Heroes Con. Uh, but to to kind of get a gist of what's happening in issue two, we need to to know about issue number one and again this is this is a part of milestone uh but it is not based in the milestone universe that we are familiar with in dakota city uh so there's no static there's no hardware there's no icon rocket uh there's no blood syndicate going on this is occurring on uh Earth M, as it is called, and uh, just a part of the initiative of Milestone Media expanding its horizons and providing uh, more opportunity to uh, creators of color. And uh, with Duo, as we see in issue number one, uh, it focuses on David and Kelly. David and Kelly are uh, scientists, they're business partners, but they are also engaged to be married. Uh, but by the end of by the end of issue one, uh, they are attacked by this monster who apparently um, kills Kelly. Uh, and uh, David somehow survives. And as he uh, comes to and he, he, he realizes he's been healed, he's alive, uh, he begins to hear voices and it's the voice of his fiance Kelly. She's in his head. And uh, by the time the issue ends, you know, we don't 
know why uh, that's the case. Well, in issue two, we we see how that happens uh, with regards to how Kelly's consciousness is now in David's head. And um, we get the aftermath of that. But the the main point of this issue is that they together are now trying to figure out um, who or what was behind uh, Kelly's murder. Uh, and, you know, again, she is dead. She's just somehow uh, have a consciousness within within David's head now, and we 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 get the story behind that. Uh, but we are also introduced to some other characters who will play a vital part in this series. So we are um, we don't we don't know much about them by the time the issue ends but we see just from who they are and their supposed abilities that uh, they they will be important parts of this universe of uh, or at least of this series with duo uh, and you know the issue ends with you know, something, uh, I don't want to say tragic, but somewhat tragic happening by the time the issue ends. Uh, but it is a good story thus far. It is, it, it's a little slow. Um, you know, I, I, I think, I don't think it could suffer from picking up the pace just a little bit. Uh, but we'll, we'll see, you know, whether or not the pace picks up the art from um, Farm is just absolutely stunning. I, I really do love it. The colors from Scott Hanna, you know, they just they just gel so well together. Um, the, the, the shades of the of, of the blue and black as as David uh, is swimming in the water, and you know the brightness as he and Kelly have there moments together you know it's just great art and and you know you will definitely love it um you know as much as i am but that is duo issue two from greg pock with art from troy farm uh, over at dc and milestone media so finally before we we head out uh for this episode, let's just talk a little bit about some some of the other books that are out uh, this week as well. First issue of uh, Black Adam from Christopher Priest over at DC is out. So again, they are prepping for the impending Black Adam movie, um, and so we'll be seeing a lot more of him uh, in the coming months and years as the movie gets closer to its release date. The Amazing Spider-Man number four from writer Zeb Wells with art by John Romita Jr. who actually is also here at Heroes Con. Um, I've heard great things about 
how the writing is going in the series thus far with Zev Wells, uh, but you're not gonna, there's no one that's gonna make me a fan of John Romita's art, uh, John Romita Jr.'s art. I, it's just, it's not good anymore. And, and, you know, going back to Marvel and getting on Spider-Man won't, won't change my opinion on that. But uh, Amazing Spider-Man number four is also out. Um, X-Men number 12 from Get Jerry Dugan with art by Pepe Larraz. Uh, that again, we're getting closer to the next Hellfire Gala and the reveal of the newest team of X-Men, the next team of X-Men, uh, that will be the protectors of Krakoa. Uh, Batman the Night number six from Chip Sadowski and Raphael Albuquerque. Again, I have been absolutely loving on this, uh, series. We're now a little bit more than halfway through, uh, this 10 parts mini maxi series. Um, again, we're now closing in on Batman 125 that Chip Sadowski has taken over. Uh, so again, hopefully we will see, uh, the night universe integrated into his run on Batman. I don't see why that won't be happening. Uh, but again, you know, listen to our reviews on the Batman universe as we talk more about uh, that series as um, Chip Zdarsky takes over Batman from Joshua Williamson. Um, issue number 11 of Not Terror from Scott Snyder and Tony Daniel. I think this is the end of another arc uh, with Issue number 12, sorry, issue number 11. Uh, so take a look at that. And then finally, uh, um, issue number four is the penultimate issue of Radiant Red uh, over at Image Comics, written by Cherish Chen with art by Chris Ibanui. And so um, those are all the books that are out this week. I'm actually picking up all of those, or I have picked up all of those. Uh, so take a look at them, visit your local comic shop and support them. Um, books that we're going to be looking at coming out next week, or at least books that I'll be picking up. Uh, first up, uh, Detective Comics number 1061, which is the final issue of Mariko Tamaki's run on the title. So again, I am, I've been dreading that. Uh, she's made me a real believer in detective comics again. Uh, now again, uh, that's not to take away from what to expect from um, Ron V when he takes over, but I am going to be missing uh, the work and the, the, the joy it's been uh, reading Mariko Tamaki on detective comics. Uh, Robin number 15 from Joshua Williamson, also coming out next week. Uh, next week is the final issue, finally, of uh, Tom King and Clay Mann's uh, Batman, Catwoman, uh, Maxi series. So issue 12 comes out on the 28th, which is Tuesday. Uh, also coming out, issue number four of Beyond the White Knight uh, from... Sean Murphy over at DC, also coming out at Marvel. Uh, we finally get another issue of She-Hulk from uh, 
Rainbow Rowl with art from Luca Maresca uh, over at Boom. Uh, issue number 24 of Something is Killing the Children from Jamestown in the Fort with art by Wither Del Edera. Uh, that'll be coming out on the 29th. Also coming out from DC, uh, Batman Fortress number 2 uh, from writer Gary Witter with art by Derek Robinson. Image number three uh, from Image Comics. Again, that's the anthology series that's celebrating uh, the 30th anniversary of Image Comics. Uh, so a lot of good stuff coming out next week as well. So again, if you haven't uh, visited your local comic shop yet for this week's books, please do so. But support them next week as well, because again, there are a bunch of good books coming out for you to read and enjoy. So that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Comic Ben Comic Book Podcast. As always, I want to thank you for your support uh, of the of, of the show. And uh, next week, uh, we'll be looking at some more books. Uh, that are coming out on the 28th and 29th and and just taking a look at those and uh, prepping for our previews episode uh, I am going to wind down the rest of my evening and prepare to head back to Heroes Con on tomorrow Uh, as always welcome your feedback on the show it's the one true way uh, I can truly make things better. Uh, so as always, if there's anything you'd like to give feedback on or questions, um, hit me up on, on social media uh, or at podcasts at grandadmiral.net and uh, leave your feedback. And uh, I truly appreciate that. And again, as always, you can comic Ben wherever you get your favorite podcast. Again, we truly appreciate the support. Tell your friends about us. Uh, that'll really help us uh, get that support and get out there for others to learn more and hear more. Uh, And so until next time, we meet again, but until then, keep reading those comics.